Welcome to Recalibrate. This is a podcast of Caribou Road Christian Fellowship. Our hope is to create a moment where you get to take a look at your life through the lens of Christ's teaching and recalibrate. Welcome back to another session of Recalibrate. And today uh, working with me is Mike Perks. Yeah, thanks for having me, Paul. Well, uh, again, it's easy because you're just two offices away. Yeah, it's not a long, it's not a, not long, a long commute. Halt, yeah, but uh, I, we always appreciate mm-hmm. you did a great job on the Word of the Lord a couple of weeks ago. I really enjoyed that, and uh, I know you got a lot to a lot of thoughts and just, um, interactions and experiences with this idea of grace. So let's jump right, right on home. Sure. We're doing the means of grace, looking at grace, and I just want to follow on a little bit from our sermon on Sunday. One of the main things we did in this sermon on Sunday was just talk about the different kinds of grace. And it's not a exhaustive list. Right. It's something we just came out with, but we use the hymn Amazing Grace. Right. Yeah. And you talked about the two different verses. Yes. The first yeah. uh, three verses. First three, three verses. verses. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have you ever been to a funeral of a non-Christian and people are singing Amazing Grace? Yeah, of course. It's amazing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that song's everywhere. Yeah, and pop singer, yeah. singer, and nobody batters an eyelid with it. No, you can't you watch a, you can't watch a season of The Voice without somebody singing "Amazing Grace." What is it yeah. about the song? If, I mean, here are people who don't even know God. Mm-hmm. Why does the song resonate with them? I think that grace is like a concept that we're all familiar with, even if we're not a Christian. That we have received or experienced grace in some area of our or life. Or looking for it. Yeah, yeah, that might be it too. Yeah, I think, like even as parents, you we can talk about grace Yeah, uh, that we extend to our kids or that you receive from your spouse. Yeah. I think those acts of grace where we uh, get things that we don't necessarily deserve. Okay. You know? And so maybe, I like what you're saying there, I think maybe there's a longing in a lot of people, an awareness that they need grace because in many ways they don't deserve yeah, exactly. Uh, what they're getting. It just, just profounds me. It is amazing, isn't it, that people sing it so much and it's highly respected. And you'll go to funerals for people who are atheists almost. Mm-hmm. And yet there they are singing Amazing Grace. Sure. Yeah. We looked at that uh, hymn on Sunday because uh, the first three stanzas really amplify. Uh, the first one is Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved mm-hmm. a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found was blind, but now I see. And that's talking about saving grace, how God intervened to even bring a person into salvation. Mm -hmm. Next one is, gosh, help me here, um, was grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears relieved. Relieved. Uh, How precious did... That grace appear the hour I first first believed. believed. I like that, okay. And then that's talking about how grace over our Christian walk... uh, melts away fear mm-hmm. and brings in hope and trust and faith. Sure. I think you called that abiding grace. Abiding faith, right. Just a walking in faith. And then the yeah. third one was, um, oh gosh, I'm struggling with the third stanza here. Um, Through many toils, many dangerous toils and sneers, sneers. I have already come. Uh, it was grace that led me thus this far. And grace that will lead me home. Oh, oh my goodness. Like uh, we're going to get lots of emails yeah, from people. Right. That you guys yeah. have no idea what you're talking about. But anyhow, there's that, that grace is about how he talks about how he's come through many difficult situations and God has intervened again and again with gifts of grace, measures of grace, works right. of grace, and that there is this 
need in our lives for an awareness that every day we need a special dispensation of grace to overcome certain issues. Yeah, exactly. Love that. Yeah. Well, I want to just unlock grace a little bit mm-hmm. more um, and really about um, what it is and what it is not. And that word in the first stanza is saved a wretch like me. I do not think that is a very common word used anymore. I've never used that word. No. <laughs> You've never called your wife a wretch. No. Well, I can't say that on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I think most of us probably wouldn't even know what, if it was out of the context of that song, we may yeah, not we even know, know what, what, yeah. what it is. Yeah. What do you think a wretch is? Uh, it sounds awful. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> somebody like... Yeah, I guess unworthy, someone who's unworthy, who is like seen as dirty or Oh, I think it goes a lot deeper than that. Yeah. Like, have you ever heard the phrase, you're very wretched? He's a very wretched person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's in the same genre as depraved. Hmm. He's a very depraved person or a very um, carnal, maybe. They're still not kind of strong enough. Wretch is like just really dark, uh, completely corrupted individual. Sure. Um, Would you ever, I mean, have you, I mean, we generally wouldn't use those words because it'd be quite offensive to describe anybody like that. Yeah, exactly. It reminds me of like, even in the Bible, like, um, like a leper would maybe be considered wretched yes yes you know, yeah like maybe not so much for the character but because of their condition right yeah their and that's how they would be treated as yeah, someone who yeah, is wretched yeah, yeah yeah well john newton who wrote the hymn obviously he was a uh, we shared on sunday he was a wretched man in the, mm-hmm. in the true sense of the word he was a slave trader right. and even the slave traders didn't like him right he so became a slave of the slaves. They, they actually yeah. punished him by putting him on an island and making him a yeah, slave right. of the slave yeah. so that's pretty wretched yeah <laughs> Paul the Apostle calls himself a wretched man uh, before salvation. He called himself the worst of sinners. Right. Um, and uh, why did he do that? Why did he Why did he consider him the worst of sinners? Well, I think it talks about like our position uh, relative to who God is and how oh. good God is. And I think it talks about our immense need for grace in our life. Right. How far removed we are from yeah. God's goodness. Yeah. And I, that's that's it, Mike. And I think that hits on the real point I want to make here in this first stanza about grace or how we receive grace. Um, grace means an undeserved gift. And right. to receive an undeserved gift, part of it is you have to recognize that you don't deserve it. Right. And I think the reason why a lot of people don't receive grace um, is because they think they are owed something. Hmm. Like the grace of salvation, a lot of people don't receive salvation because they have never understood how depraved or how needy or how wretched or how greatest amongst the sinners they are. Yeah, I think we have like a society that thinks like we're all just good people. Right. You know, and until we are confronted with the great debt that we owe. Then we don't realize it's a real paradox, yeah. isn't it? Because yeah. I mean, we raise our children in an educational system and so on and so forth. And I'm not belittling this. I think this this is important, but we affirm people. Mm-hmm. And in fact, now it's very hard to 
Well, maybe it's, I think it's not impossible, but people are so scared of critiquing somebody in a way that is damaging to their psyche. Self-esteem. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, or right. their future identity, yeah, right. that we avoid proper critiquing. Mm -hmm. And people sometimes are very delusional about their state. They feel that they are basically a good person and anything's sure. possible. Yeah, and they can do anything. They can do anything. When yeah. they don't even have a talent for it, they can right. do it, right? Yeah. And this is the this is the challenge of the gospel. The gospel mission does require people to recognize that they are wretched mm -hmm. before they can receive grace. You you will not call out for God's grace if you can't initially re recognize that you don't deserve it. That how, right. how desperately far away from it you are. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's a work of the Holy Spirit to make people realize that sure. that they are wretched. Um, now that, that, you know you think of John Newton. And we could, everybody would say he's rich. Okay, he even the slave traders didn't like him. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you're pretty wretched. You're, yeah. <laughs> you're pretty wretched at that. But point. could you? Yeah. I mean, how do you meet an ordinary person? Is it true to say that an ordinary person is wretched? Oh, that's a good question, Paul. I think just it's hard because we don't use we don't say that, but I think that it's true that we we are all wretched before God, that we are all undeserving and unworthy. Of this uh, gift that he's giving us. Yeah. I think like it's hard to recognize that though when we haven't been a slave trader, but like we have done things that are contrary to how God wants us to live. Or our nature has that potential. Right. But yeah, but because we tend to reflect on our good side, yeah. our good image, our good personality, our good works, our good deeds. Sure. And even just comparison, like, well, yeah, I didn't do what that guy did, yeah. so I'm not as wretched as him. It's pretty easy to find people to compare with. So right. You, 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 so, but unfortunately for us, that stops us receiving grace. Sure. Because if you can't recognize that you're wretched and you don't, you're not desperate for a need, you're not going to call out. Right. And the Bible says those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Those who are desperate right. for God's grace will be saved. Will be saved, yeah. And so it's a, it's a thing we need to pray for. I think even for our loved ones, if we want to see them come to know the Lord, is there is a need for people to recognize their need. Mm -hmm. And I think beyond genuine salvation is beyond just even recognizing the need for an immediate answer to immediate problem, like I need help with my marriage. Right. But rather recognizing the need that in this marriage I am wretched. I am a part of the problem. I am my nature and my sin and my lies and my pride is what is causing right. this. Oh, God, help me. Yeah. Yeah. But like you, will, you will receive grace whenever you ask for it, I think. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, but so, if you if you don't recognize you need it, you won't receive it, right? Because yeah. you don't call out for mm. it. Yeah. The other part of that hymn is the second stanza, which is kind of the dichotomy or the paradox of the whole issue, issue of grace. Because then he goes on and says, "It's grace that taught my heart to love, or a lot heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved." And so there's this other side to it. Having become a believer, we recognize that we were wretched. But now we've got to be retrained to not be hard on ourselves, but to recognize that God's um, grace is abundant and that we don't have to work for it. Right. You see the irony there? Yeah, I guess there is. Um, yeah, we're undeserving of it, but that uh, doesn't change like how good God is. You know, ah. like, you know, and I think that makes God seem even more incredible when we recognize like I'm undeserving of this gift. Um, and there's nothing I could ever do to be deserving of grace. Yeah. You know, there's no work. Even now that I am saved, there is still yeah. nothing yeah. I can do. Yeah. 
but it's grace is based upon God's what what basically you're learning in the process of walking in grace is the depth of God's goodness right that um today I'm asking for this and you know sometimes even my own prayers I got to stop and say I'm starting to beg and I got wait a minute I got to stop begging because begging do, means that I'm not trusting that God is good right and that he my begging doesn't quantify him giving me this need he's going to give this need because he is good we right. don't earn it it's mm -hmm. more a faith thing it's just like i've got to trust in the goodness of god and right. and the, the grace of god and i think that's a real shift for christians is that there is that condemnation says you're not good enough and what paul would say is yeah you aren't good enough yeah. but god's grace is so immense so boundless so continuous mm -hmm. that even though you're not good enough you can still ask with confidence, not based on your works or what you've done, right. but that he is good mm -hmm. and he loves to bless his children. Right. And what you're saying is reminding me of that image of uh, like God is our father. You know, he's a good and perfect father. Good and perfect father. You know, who cares for us. And no matter really what we do, like yeah. his grace is sufficient and it's consistent. Yeah. Um, no matter what. Yeah. An earthly father would often, even if we've done something wrong, refuse to. Um, bless us for a season as a form of punishment. Right. But I don't think God withholds so much as a form of punishment. I think he has other ways to get to us. Right. His grace is ab ab abounding. And I think people, that's what God's just wanting to change us from, this fear-driven people that feel right. we're going to do something to get his grace to a people who realize we're not worthy, but this is not about me, this is about God. Mm -hmm. He is good. And is there anything that we do have to do? Like, do we, like, I know you're, you're talking about there's, um, there's no need for works, like when it yes. comes to grace, yeah. right? Yeah. But is there like, uh, I was just reading in James, like submission to God and to his grace in our life. And it says to draw near to God. I think that is a part that we play, is that we continuously draw near to him. I, I think, um, well, I'd say yeah, 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 the, the balance between grace and works, mm -hmm. right? So what is our role? Um, in terms of God working in our lives, I think faith is always just right. the faith in God's nature is mm -hmm. always the key. In terms of spiritual growth, in terms of walking more closely with God, there are disciplines and works involved sure. that will amplify. But grace itself is not dependent upon works. Right. Otherwise, we will begin in grace. Right. And this is some Christian teachings. We begin in grace, and then suddenly works takes over. Right. And what John, John Newton said is, as I've journeyed, I've realized that God has wanted to shed away all this concept of getting things through mm -hmm, works right. and just know that God is good and come. That's not about, he's not here talking about um, how close we are with God right. or, uh, or how God can use us. That's going to take some discipline and works. Mm -hmm. But he's just talking about even when you sin, you can still come and ask God either for forgiveness or for him to work in your life and you realize it's not going to be just based upon your repentance, but the goodness of God. God blessed mm -hmm. you even when you're a sinner. He will bless you as a Christian. Right, it's his nature. There's always consequence yeah. for sin. Right. Anybody sure. who thinks that if you sin, you're going to get away with it, you don't know God. God's... Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh -oh. <laughs> yeah, watch out. You, you can be blessed yeah. with God's grace in a situation, even after you haven't been doing well, and he'll bless you. But he's still going to give consequence sure. too, right? Yeah. So it's not... I think people think that there's some way to cheat God. Ain't no way to there cheat God. No. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bless you all. Been yeah. great talking with Mike today. And uh, yeah, I trust so this has encouraged you all this morning yeah. or this afternoon or evening. What time are we? Yeah, it's the afternoon. Afternoon. Yeah. Okay. 
We want to thank you for joining us on Recalibrate today. For more information, please check out our website at crcfchurch.com.